Good morning. If you would stand as you are able, please, for our call to worship printed in your bulletin. Christ's light is shining. His light calls us to respond with joy. Christ's light is shining. His radiance invites our worship and praise. Amen. And if you would remain standing for our opening hymn, please join Morning Has Broken. It's number 145 in your hymnal. Thank you. You may be seated. Please join with me in the opening prayer, also printed in your bulletin. God of glory and grace, shine upon our worship with your presence. Shine in our hearts with your love. Shine in our lives with your grace, that we may arise with confidence and go forth to bring your justice and love to all. Amen. The children would come forward for the children's moments, please. Uh-oh. All's good. It's okay. Clifford's here. Did you guys know what today is? It's Sunday. It's a special Sunday. Do you know what the special Sunday is? It's what? Baptism Sunday. It is Baptism Sunday. We have another, it's it's another Sunday too. It happened yesterday, but we're Mm -hmm. celebrating it today. Some people call it Little Christmas. Some people call it Epiphany. Some people also call it Three Kings Day. And it was it was the day that the Magi came to see the baby Jesus. How did the Magi know where the baby Jesus was? Do you guys know? They did. They gave him gifts. They gave the baby gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. But 
You know, they didn't have GPS. Mm -mm. They didn't do MapQuest. They didn't. Followed a star. Mm. So, you know, God has plans for us. <clears throat> and sometimes we don't know what they are. And sometimes we need a clue. So today, I'm going to tell you something. <clears throat> There's a baby out in the congregation, and it's not your brother. <laughs> it's not your brother. There's a baby hidden somewhere out there. And it's our job to find it. Uh-oh. And we don't have a clue. It would be nice if we had a clue on where to find it. I wonder if somebody could give us a clue on how to find the baby. <gasps> There is a star. What do you think we should do? Follow it? Okay, that means we have to get up. Coming along. Okay, come on. It's a field trip kind of day. Come on, Clifford, too. Wanted to know where the star was. I, I always wanted to know, too. Where is he going? Where are we going, you guys? From back here. I know. Huh. Okay, hang on. Now, do you think we should ask? Mm. Mrs. Cultus, have you seen a baby? Yes, I have. Oh, could, could, oh, look. There is a baby. There's a baby. Did you know that? Did you know that there was a baby there? We were sitting right behind her and we didn't. There was a baby. Okay, well, come on up again. <clears throat> we didn't get lost. So here's the thing. The Magi followed the star because God told them to. Now, I don't know what God has planned for your lives this new year. I don't know what God has planned for my life this new year. But God will send you a sign or he will tell you what you're supposed to do. In, especially if you're in certain situations. He'll let you know. Okay? He's not going to ever leave you because he's here with you because his name is Emmanuel, God with us. <clears throat> so as we celebrate Epiphany or Mad the Three Kings Day, let's pray. Thank you, God, for becoming Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you for always being with us. And let us know the plans that you have for our lives this year. Amen. Thank you, and if you'll now please join in our prayer hymn, Spirit Song, number 347 in your hymnal.
as we've been talking about this morning, how we're coming with this kind of two prongs of focus today, with this revelation of the Magi, with the, the star in the sky, of re- just telling us that Jesus is here for us all. And this baptism of the Lord is where we understand that we are in Christ and we are being guided by Christ within us. Let us be the center of our prayer. God of wisdom and of hope, God of grace and mercy, God of joy and light, all these different things are a part of who you are. It's a part of what you have revealed to us. Each and every day is a a new day that you are able to reveal more and more of yourself to us, O God. So Lord, we just ask that you would help us to be open to your revelations. That we be able to see these signs that you have uh, access to, to sharing with us. With the Magi, it was a star. With us, it could be anything. So Lord, guide us in this new year that we are entering Help us to see what it is that you have for us individually, as, our, as being a part of our families, as being a part of this congregation, a part of our community, a part of the, the church at large. There are so many ways that you can guide us and inspire us, oh God. Give us courage and encouragement. Along the way. As we think about our baptisms, oh God, we just are just here to say thank you for opening our eyes to you and our hearts and recognizing that we can trust our whole being to you. In this, Lord, may we trust you. Trusting that you are the one who loves us more than we can imagine. And that you have hopes and dreams for us that align with you. Give us that vision and the wisdom that goes along with it. To walk with you throughout this, this new year. We are grateful. Let us share now the words that Jesus taught us to pray. Saying, Our Father, who art in heaven. <coughs> Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen and amen. We have so much to be grateful for. It is a matter of how that we recognize what we have in Christ and how we respond in our lives in so many different ways. May we be generous with with what we have been given. Ushers, would you please wait upon us?
Today's gospel reading is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. The Magi visit the Messiah. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Jerusalem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. When they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, They return to their country by another route. The word of God for the people of God. God. You may be seated. Thank you.
is for the, I'm going to need the pulpit mic for sure, my uh, lapel or whatever you call this is not working. Uh, so, there we go. Thank you guys for that beautiful music. I appreciate what it brings to our time of worship. On June 18th, 2016, I woke up in Jerusalem, just outside the old city wall at Jerusalem University College for a three-week class. I had been there less than a week, and our class was scheduled on that day to go to Bethlehem. I was so excited to go, and I spent some time in the morning wondering, what would it be like? What would my experience actually being in Bethlehem? What would it mean for my faith journey? I was hoping to find a deeper connection with Jesus when I arrived. As our bus came to the outskirts of Bethlehem, we entered the Palestinian-controlled area and had to stop at a heavily guarded checkpoint. A guard walked through our bus and checked each of our passports before we were allowed to enter the city. This was my first experience at a checkpoint, and quite honestly, it made me feel quite uneasy. The excitement I had in the morning, well, it had turned to cautious curiosity for what might be next. We arrived at a parking garage and our instructor told us as we were getting off on our way to go explore the Bethlehem, go explore on your own because organized tours of instruction are not permitted. This heightened my concern and made me think about the unrest that surrounded Bethlehem. I didn't have time to really think too much about it. We only had a couple of hours before we had to return to the bus. As soon as we stepped off the bus, we headed to the Church of the Nativity. There's a picture here. When we arrived, there was a line out the door of others, just like us, waiting to see the very place where Jesus was believed to have been born and laid in a manger. It was nothing like I expected. It was like being at Disney World, waiting for the next attraction. I wanted to feel like I was getting closer to Jesus, but I was distracted by the huge church that was covering the site and then the crowded feeling as we ducked down into the grotto. Then there was this pressure of being rushed to move on so the next person could get in to touch the bedrock of the site where God became Emmanuel. So I took my turn. I bent over, reached down, and laid my hand on the bedrock. For about two seconds before I was asked to move on. Well, I made the journey. Like the Magi from Jerusalem to Bethlehem to the site of Jesus' birth. But unlike the Magi, I didn't find what I was looking for. As I reflected on my experience of that and that of the Magi, I realized a couple of things. One, I didn't need to go to Bethlehem to find a deeper connection with Jesus. I already know he desires an intimate relationship because he himself asked his father for it to be so when he prayed. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Jesus wants us to have a close relationship, regardless of where we are or where we go. And then two, I may have had a different experience in Bethlehem if my approach to my journey was more like the Magi's. We all need to have a little of the Magi in us. So looking at Matthew's gospel, account of their journey, how are we to be like the Magi 
of Jesus' birth story. Now, in the story, we first encounter the Magi in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, when Matthew writes, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who was born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Well, based on everything that historians and theologians have determined over the years, these men were likely wealthy, highly educated, respected, and recognized as esteemed advisors and representatives of their kings of their countries. They were seekers of wisdom who used magical arts, dream interpretation, study of the stars, and probably many other means to support their desire for understanding of the the wonders of the world and beyond. After Jesus' birth, they were convinced that something profound occurred, something that impacted more than just the Jewish people. This king of the Jews who was made known to them in the stars was intriguing enough to cause them to travel thousands of miles through the desert. It could have taken months for a brief moment of worship in the child king's presence. Doesn't that seem crazy to you? It's crazy, isn't it? Unless. Unless we connect the wonder of God's provenient grace at work in the Magi's lives that prompted their journey. Provenient grace. Maybe maybe you've never heard of provenient grace. Provenient grace is the love of God that pursues us before we pursue the Lord. Think about provenient grace like this. God is always using any means possible and available in creation to get our attention, to draw us into relationship wherever we are. However, we can be so inwardly focused that we remain unaware of God's grace. There is something about the Magi's outlook that opened them to receiving God's grace that we can benefit from. So like the Magi, we need to look beyond ourselves for understanding and purpose. We may not agree with the Magi's means for seeking wisdom. But being curious and searching allows us to move to be more readily experience God's grace. That redirects us from focusing on ourselves to see how we exist within God's purposes. Not ours. Or not just ours. God's grace is at work in each of us and reaches out to all people. See, God's grace is far-reaching. Now, the Magi's curiosity took them, well, directly to Jerusalem where they expected to find the current king of the Jews, who certainly would know where the child king would be. What they found was a surprised King Herod, who was not a legitimate heir to the throne of David, but was appointed to the position by the Romans. Herod, as the scripture states, was disturbed. Disturbed by the news of a legitimate error, Herod's focus was still on himself. So he failed to see any kind of God's activity. We all can be more like Herod than the Magi. We can fail to see God's activity or in some cases just choose not to accept what is revealed to us. We should fight against the Herod in us. And open ourselves to the Magi in us to demonstrate our desire to to find out if what has been revealed is true or has some merit to it. Herod, having starkly different desires from the Magi for finding the child, was told by the Jewish leaders that if the child was born as the Magi's believed, he would be in Bethlehem. Matthew wrote that Herod 
sent them, the Magi, to Bethlehem and said, Go and make careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. Now the Magi, they they didn't need the star to lead them to Jerusalem. Because they knew Jerusalem was the holy city of the Jewish people. But God, in a supernatural way, assured the Magi that their journey to find the Christ child would not be in vain. By revealing his location by the light of the star that initially inspired them. This sign from God brought them joy in the Lord. The Magi came from far away, seeking the one the Jewish people proclaimed as the one who came to save. Through the story of the Magi, God reveals to us that Jesus didn't only come for the Jewish people. He came for all who genuinely sought him to discover what a relationship with him reveals. The difference between Herod and the Magi? Herod was seeking Jesus' position as king. The Magi were seeking Jesus. I said earlier, I didn't find what I was looking for when I went to Bethlehem. But in a way, I did. I was seeking an experience at the site of Jesus' birth. Now, it may not have been a surreal experience, but I was there in Bethlehem. Where where I went wrong is that I sought the experience, not Jesus. Following the wisdom of the Magi to develop a deeper connection with Jesus, we need to genuinely pursue Jesus, not some kind of an experience or, or anything else, but Jesus. The way we approach our journey with Jesus makes a difference. It impacts us at the core of who we are, which motivates the way that we respond to the life we have been given through him. When the Magi finally met the Christ child, they were not only overjoyed to find him, they were motivated to respond. And Matthew described it. He said, on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. You see, we can't underestimate what the Magi did. And what their journey communicates to us and to all the world. Their worldly status was among the elite. They were not Jewish. Yet they were inspired to seek out the Jewish Messiah. And when they encountered him, they set aside their status and they bowed down to a child, glorified him with their worship, and then shared their gifts to benefit his kingdom. Regardless of our status, being a poor or rich, esteemed by society or not, Regardless of our heritage, Jewish or not, when Jesus is revealed to us, our response should reflect that of the Magi. We are to respond to Jesus with humility, worship, and generosity. An encounter with Jesus, it begins a change in us which moves us first to our knees, causes us to lift our hearts in praise. And then motivates us to share our gifts. All of these responses are a result of God's grace and power to transform our hearts. Now we may not know the rest of the Magi's story. But our stories tell us we are not always reflecting the Magi's response. That we do know. Where might we need to re-engage with God's grace? It wouldn't hurt us to consider these areas of humility, worship, and generosity and ask the Holy Spirit for guidance. 
How might pride be keeping us from experiencing the love of Jesus? How is our worship or might our worship be misdirected? And how are we holding on to our resources and controlling our gifts? And not freely sharing what we have with the Lord. Now Matthew concluded his story of the Magi saying, And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Again, God met the Magi where they were and spoke to them in a way that they would expect in their dreams. Friends, when we look beyond ourselves with curiosity, seek Jesus and pursue a relationship with him and respond with humility, worship and generosity, God will continue to provide direction for our lives. Like the Magi, we need to continually discern and follow God's guidance. Revelation and wisdom come in many ways. It may come through our dreams, reading scripture, in the quietness of our prayers, walking in nature with an openness to the spirit, and maybe even miraculous signs. The reality is, God and God's purposes are revealed to us. And we are to participate in God's work through our journeys of faith in Jesus Christ. The one who was born in Bethlehem, crucified at Calgary, raised to life in a tomb and reigns in heaven. Our response to God's grace, drawing us to his son, Jesus Christ is seen in our searching, our pursuing, humbling ourselves, worshiping and giving of our gifts. So may our witness, our response, be what the star was for the Magi. It was an inspiration for others to seek Christ. Amen. This morning, we have a couple different opportunities to experience God's grace. Our first is here at the table, and our second is at the baptismal. We're going to begin with this time of our liturgy around Holy Communion. So let us first just take a moment to prepare our minds and our hearts to come to the table. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. Lord, we may not be worthy to receive, but only say the word and we shall be healed. Amen. If you would please join me in this liturgy this morning when you prompted on the screens. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. In ancient days, you created us in your image to shine like the sun as reflections of your glory. When we hid from your glory and the brilliance of your light within us dimmed, you led us out of the garden and into the four corners of the earth. From ancient times through all the ages, you have saved us from the forces of darkness and have guided us with the light of your love. 
From the bondage of slavery, you led us out of Egypt with the pillar of fire. And even now, your holy fire of love leads us still. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is the light of the world. Christ Jesus, whom kings from the Orient worshipped after following his natal star to a household of love. Jesus shone with a light too wonderful for the forces of darkness to endure. His ministry and teaching stand even today, as beacons of justice and righteousness in a world darkened by oppression and hate. Through Jesus' humble beginnings, you invite us to live simply that others may simply live. Through Christ's patient love and unfailing grace, your light shines on us with forgiveness and your grace blesses us with deliverance that as your redeemed children, we might shine your light in the world as signs of hope and love. On the night when Jesus faced the darkness, he offered signs of light as he took the bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over and Jesus prepared to face his darkest fears, he took the cup, gave thanks to you and gave it to his disciples, even those who would betray and reject him, saying, drink from this, all of you. This is my life poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of your mighty acts and your signs of light and life and Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as signs of light and life in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. So pour out your Holy Spirit on us that we may be your light in the world. And pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of bread and cup that we may be filled with your glory and grace. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with one another and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory. And we feast at your heavenly banquet through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church. All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. table has been set. This morning it is one that we will be inviting you up to receive the elements. But before we get there, brothers and sisters in Christ, let us remember through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All of this is God's gift offered to us without price. Lord God Almighty, pour out your Holy Spirit and by this gift of water call us to remembrance. The grace declared to us in our baptism, for you have washed away our sins And you clothe us with righteousness throughout our lives, that dying and rising with Christ, we may share in his final victory. All praise to you, eternal Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever. Amen. So friends, on this baptism of the Lord's Sunday, 
As we are receiving communion, I invite you to come and touch the water and put the sign of the cross on your forehead to remember your baptisms. So as you come forward, just do this first, and then the elements will be on either side as you come up and you receive them. If for some reason you are unable to come forward, just let the ushers know and we can bring the elements to you afterwards. There also is gluten-free available, so if that's something you need, let us know and we'll make sure we get that for you. Those that are helping, would you please come forward? Ushers, would you do the honors?
Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for meeting us where we are. Meeting us in the remembrance of our baptisms and your presence with us through the elements of communion. May we sense you in our lives, deeply within the core of our being, knowing that truly we are alive in you. Amen. If you would stand for our closing hymn, please. Shall we gather at the river? We'll sing verses 1, 3, and 4 from number 723 in your hymnal. You've experienced God's grace in a special way. May you take that grace that you've received and understand that it is one that is supposed to be shared. So go in peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.